Welcome to the Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards podcast for the week of December 3rd, 2012. This is episode number 173. I'm Adam Meyer, creative director for Interval, the healthcare marketing firm that puts on the podcast. And joining me today, which we go... We're going around the horn like we normally let's go around the horn yeah, like we right. Robert Prevost, senior account director at Interval. Katie Streeter, intern at Interval. Jackie Ritaco, account manager at Interval. You're last this time. You're normally the first I know, person. Yeah. After totally Chris threw to... me. <laughs> sit on the other side of me. <laughs> so we don't. Chris is not with us today. He is uh, he's in the air right now. Right? Mm-hmm. What's he doing? To, what's he got going on? He's going to a speaking gig um, in. I think Pennsylvania. Yeah, it says PSU. PSU. Okay. Yeah. Is it like a is it a healthcare marketing thing or is what's? You I know, assume he's, so. If they got him coming. Yeah, I, he's mentioned it before, but I'm forgetting. <laughs> we should probably I lose track. Um, <laughs> but maybe next week he can recap. What recap and brief yeah. us on what exactly he's doing. But he's there. not with us. He's speaking mm-hmm. as he has been like to do recently. He's been a busy guy. So. So we're steering the ship. We're steering the ship. We're, Chris, <laughs> we're Chrisless again this week. <laughs> so we've got some interesting topics today, some that are timely, some that are just uh, eh, not so timely, but interesting. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first one, Katie was digging up some information this week on uh, shopping, mobile shopping. It was yeah. Black Friday, mm-hmm. of course, on, well, a few right. days ago for us. It'll be about a week ago for listeners. But right. I, that's the day, like one of the days that I like, don't leave the house. I shut the. I shut myself oh, in, yeah. and I'm not going to deal with stuff. I actually, uh, that said, I did leave the house. I did go to Guitar Center to take advantage of a 15 percent off. You anything did deal. So, but it's <laughs> Guitar Center. They've pulled you in. <laughs> they did, but it wasn't that far away, and it's Guitar Center, so it's not like it's going to be super busy. It's not like mm-hmm. it's Target or Walmart where they're ki- you know killing each other to get mobile phones. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that video online. Or oh. like there was a stampede at the local Victoria's Secret near my home <laughs> of just like teeny boppers just rushing into the pink store as, sounds fun. at Victoria's Secret. It's uh, like I, just, I just have a problem with Black Friday anyways, but we don't need to get into how I feel about the whole thing. <laughs> More, most especially because it's eked into Thanksgiving night. I have a lot yeah, of family that works yeah. retail, and I just think it's it's just kind of a bummer that it's gotten that far. Yeah, but. me too. I've got a brother... Uh, I don't know if it is... So my sister-in-law's husband, what is that? What is he to me? Nothing? Um, your sister not to sound harsh. Husband? Yeah, <laughs> he's not still a brother-in-law. Is it? Still a brother-in-law. Okay. I think so. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Katie. I don't know. <laughs> he's a nothing. But anyway, he works at Best Buy, and he had to go. He had to be like there at whenever because they like opened at like o'clock? midnight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, I felt kind of bad for him. Yeah, but yeah, that's a little ridiculous. Yeah, but I mean, we've got. Well, I was just going to say, if you have something special you want, that's one thing. But why you would ever subject yeah. yourself to like the stampedes at stores mm-hmm. yeah. just or to wait kind of in shop line for like yeah. twenty four to forty eight hours? I mean, what's your, your time's got to be worth something to you, unless you really enjoy standing outside in cold weather, right? That's so Minnesota. true. Right, and I think that's part of it because there were people who actually, at least on the news, took days off yeah. to mm-hmm. sit outside Best Buy, and I'm thinking. <laughs> Yeah, your yeah. time is worth something, and you're taking your vacation days. Yeah, right. so now just to save I, you're not twenty bucks me on money. maybe. Yeah, yeah. the net net on that can't be good. <laughs> it costs yeah. you money. Yeah. Well, what, there's so there's also Cyber Monday, which is the following Monday, and what's in between? Isn't there? Aren't the other days considered something too? 
I don't know. Like Saturday? They, I mean, there's always sales. Spendy yeah. Saturday? So it's like, I don't know if there's a name for them, but yeah. it's like kind of all just one big sale. Yeah. It still is. So anyway, that so the articles that Katie had dug mm-hmm. up were on, well, so one of the ones specifically that I had saw, saw was on mobile. Yes. Um, both of the articles are on mobile shopping. And um, I guess the reason I had been... I had been doing some shopping over the weekend and recently got my first iPhone. So it's more user friendly for mobile shopping. And um, I was then your Blackberry. Yeah. (laughs) Then my Blackberry, which I didn't do anything on besides make phone calls and text. But um, so one of the articles, the first one is from Pad Gadget. And it just has a bunch of statistics about the um, increase in sales from this Cyber Monday from last year's Cyber Monday. Um, Mm -hmm. One of them is the online sales increased 30% this year um, and mobile traffic increased 70%, which are obviously huge numbers just within a year. Um, And that the iPad was the number one thing used to make purchases or actually for the traffic that Mm -hmm. people used. It's interesting. And um, Cyber Monday um, had 36% more sales than Black Friday, which I think makes a lot of sense to all of us in this room because Black Friday is just, I mean, I actually did make my purchases on Black Friday. So um, online, online. Okay. And they were the same sales that I looked at on Cyber Monday too. So I don't know. Um, So yeah. And then the second article is an infographic from Mashable and it also has a bunch of statistics. Um, some of them that I noted are that mobile shoppers are expected to reach 111 million by 2015. And that's up from 35.9 million in 2010. So obviously a huge jump, Mm -hmm. um, just showing the, the, the increase in mobile users and, um, what people are using mobile for. And also that, um, Online shopping, uh, about 42% of people said that they will on, use online shopping yeah. for their purchases this, Christ, this holiday season, and that um, 40%, 45% will use a combination of online stores and mobile shopping. Um, so yeah, it's just mobile is changing the way we shop and um, makes the mall all the more dreadful. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, well, have you, did you guys, did you, did you do any of your shopping this weekend mobile or was it a desktop? I, I downloaded a couple apps and Amazon and Gap. And then I just downloaded the Sephora one because it was listed as one of the top ones in this infographic. But um, I don't know. I think personally, I, I, I like my laptop more. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe if I give it a little more time, I'll, I'll make the switch, but I just like being able to, for it to be bigger and I can like research easier and um, mm-hmm. all of that. I, for the first time, maybe ever I made a purchase and it just so happened. I feel like to be on black Friday because I was sitting at my boyfriend's parents' house and we were kind of all not doing anything. So I was like, boo, look at all these emails for shopping. <laughs> <laughs> and so I ended up spending a lot on jcrew.com and they had a really great mobile site actually. And I still kind of felt like maybe I should pull out my computer because it might be a little easier. Yeah. But I still managed to pull the trigger fully with my <clears throat> iPhone. So, um, so that, I mean, I think it was just a coincidence that it was, it was black Friday, but mm. it was just kind of more out of boredom. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we did a little. We did a little shopping online, and my wife did most of that. But what was great, and one purchase that I made was um, went to a coffee shop with the kids and saw a poster for 
a concert or a person coming into town that I hadn't seen uh, and wanted to get tickets for. And so quick pulled it up, you know, on my phone, bought the tickets. And that was pretty, uh, that was pretty handy. So cool. Yeah. yeah, that is cool. Yeah. That's one of the top things that in the article they talk about, one of the top things that people buy on mobile is concert tickets. And yeah. It's a little, impulse, I think it's really you know? interesting. Yeah. Concert tickets, clothing and accessories, and books and magazines, which mm-hmm. yeah. I, don't know, I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I've, I've, I am a, a, I'm a, my wife and I are Amazon Prime users, so we order tons and tons of stuff oh, yeah. on Amazon. And I use the Amazon app on my phone all the time, mainly for a lot of the things that are impulse. You know, you'll be, even if you're just around the house and it's like, all right, we need these. And it's like, boop, you know, your phone's in your pocket, pop it open, hit the thing. And it's mm-hmm. like, the thing is like literally on its way to you already. Or you add it to the list mm-hmm. so you can order a few things so you're not wasting, you know. So UPS isn't driving to your house just to bring you some toilet brushes or something. (laughs) (laughs) They're bringing you more than one thing. Um, But I love, if if I'm at home and doing some real shopping, I'll probably go to my computer because Mm -hmm. there's just more screen real estate. You feel like you can have a little more control over it. But, you know, so much of the shopping that now that we use Amazon to replace a lot of what we used to run to Target for, um, they're the little things that you know you need mm-hmm. uh, just at the spur of the moment. And you bring, you bring out the, pop out your phone and it's like, okay, there it is. Here's a few options. You can look at them, maybe see some reviews. Okay, there's the best one, depending on what it is. Mm-hmm. Like last night, I, w- I was just about to fall asleep and I'm like, oh, I keep forgetting to order couplers for coaxial cable because I need to get like this antenna hooked up for the TV in the basement because it doesn't have any signal and I need to get an antenna higher in the house to get signal to it. So I need to connect these, <laughs> join these cables in a certain spot. And I'm like, I keep forgetting to add them. So it's like, you know, I'm just about to doze off and I wake up and yeah, that is flip nice. on the phone and look at a few and order a little five pack for like three bucks or something. Right. And I'll probably nice. have them like tomorrow. Right. So that's probably the main way that it's transformed my habits. It's less about you know, it's more about the daily things and less about the big research items. Mm-hmm. Um, but even for those things, if I'm in, if I go to the, like, if I go to Best Buy to look at products that I want to look for better deals on, maybe elsewhere, um, it is so awesome to have a phone in your pocket where you can pull it up and look at reviews on Amazon or just Google for reviews from like CNET or some other place that mm-hmm. looks at electronics specifically, I guess, in that case. Um, or like I was about to buy, buy a vacuum cleaner at home at Lowe's one time and I looked it up on Amazon and literally the thing was like half the cost at, oh, wow. on Amazon that it was at Lowe's. Cool. So I'm like, well, that's kind of settles that. Yeah. So it becomes a really handy kind of field tool mm-hmm. for research. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's definitely, re, you know, shaped the way I shop, mm-hmm. transformed the way I shop. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw one interesting tweet too last night. One other, so Amazon, I use a lot. I've used eBay a little bit, but you, normally if I buy stuff on eBay, I usually use desktop, to be honest. I don't use their app a whole lot. Um, Etsy has got an amazingly nice app. Um, really? Yeah, we've got kind of a farmhouse-style home, so we've ordered a fair amount of stuff from Etsy from people who sell their, cool. their stuff on there. Um, but they actually, there's an article from them, maybe we can get it in the show notes, but they saw, what was the increase here? I saw this from a tweet from Luke Rablewski, who is the mobile-first dude out there. He kind of coined the term. Um, almost one in three Etsy visitors were shopping on mobile devices during the holiday weekend. Oh, wow. Which is... That's a lot. Pretty, is, pretty big. Yeah. Wow. So there's yeah. an article from Etsy that we can um, share, or maybe we can just link to, link to his tweet and you can check it out there. But yeah, I mean, but so obviously the healthcare back to, or the tie-in back to healthcare marketing is people are using mobile, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, as, they, as they use it for this kind of behavior, they're going to naturally want to use it for, uh, you know, other, for typical web use, whether right. it's looking up, uh, you know, hospital yeah. information or trying to get to your facilities or looking for a doctor, whatever mm-hmm. it is. So 
And I think that people are becoming more comfortable with using mobile for more um, sensitive issues, too. I mean, people have their bank accounts linked to their phones now. So I think that that's something that ties into healthcare as well. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think like my, my, on that note, my mother-in-law, I mean, is just afraid to use the internet for anything. Although she's kind of coming around slowly. Um, but I think, um, you know, she is coming around and Mm -hmm. she's got an iPhone now and she's been using it for little things like this. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's not, you know, people who have been standoffish to technology and and maybe mobile specifically are not, Mm -hmm. they're changing. Mm -hmm. They're not standoffish. Well, and we know healthcare isn't always leading the way in this area, but I think as you see Mm -hmm. more retailers actually embracing mobile, it's setting people up and it's getting them more comfortable. Mm -hmm. To Katie's point, like, yep, you know, I'm going to go on, you know, a hospital's website and expect to find information easily. And so I think as we look at whether or not a, a site is optimized for mobile, it's, it's becoming more and more important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The expectations thing is a huge component of it. Yeah. Right. And, um, well, just to Adam's, earlier point there's a a statistic in one of these infographics that shoppers gave a few simple reasons to why they don't turn to smartphones for their shopping needs more often and 49 percent said an awkward shopping experience on their phone which Mm -hmm. we've all encountered even though Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um 36 percent concerns over credit card information and then 31 percent slow connection or poor connectivity So well, now on that note, you guys just got iPhone fives, right? Right. So you yeah. guys at least occasionally have LTE mm-hmm. connections, mm-hmm. which is like super fast, crazy fast mm-hmm. internet, especially for wireless. Um, I think that's faster than a lot of people's home connection over even cable. Yeah. Yeah. I've been amazed at how fast my phone is. I mean, except when I was driving back and there are spots where it wasn't working and Nowhere, Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> um, in those holes in yeah. Wisconsin, yeah. <laughs> but other than that, it's been really yeah. fast. So yeah. well, I'm still rocking the 4S, so I'm a little jealous of you guys. <laughs> 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 yeah, that, do, that does have an impact on it, though. I mean, yeah. you're going to be more inclined to use it if it's fast and yeah. not glitchy. And Well, and, and the experience is really, I mean, a lot, the people are citing experiences where most likely they tried to use a desktop site on their mm-hmm. mobile device. It wasn't optimized. Um, you know, on, I would say one thing, you know, I've, I've noticed the reverse of that to actually be true with services like um, PayPal, where you're completing mm-hmm. your purchase with PayPal. Mm-hmm. The desktop site is actually fairly cumbersome to use. It gives you like a default option, which if you've got a checking account linked up to it is mm-hmm. always, I don't think you can change it. That's your default option. Oh, really? And you might want to use a credit card. Like if you get points in your card, you want to use that instead. Right. In, so in our case, so I have to go through these extra steps on their desktop site, which are kind of hidden. There's like a little tiny link to click, then you can change the payment method to a credit card. Whereas on their mobile version of the website, it's right there on the front screen. A little button to push, you look at one-handed, thumb button, choose your payment method, one more button, and you've completed the purchase. So it's like using the mobile site for PayPal is like vastly superior Mm -hmm. to their desktop site. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think as more and more of these sites become responsive or have a separate version of their site or get into the app scene where they have a native application, um, there's, there's going to be fewer and fewer bad experiences yeah. on mobile. And we're not going to get rid of them all together. People are still going to create crappy apps or crappy websites, you know, mm-hmm. regardless. But at least we're shifting away. All right. Well, the other article we have to share today came from Fast Company. And uh, this is one I think I dug up on from dig.com. Or that's where I saw the reference to it. But basically, um, <clears throat> it's a fairly easy concept to, to grasp. But mm-hmm. the title of the article... Uh, is why your brand should piss someone off. And let me read, I'll read you just the intro from here because I think it sums it up. <clears throat> if you want some people to love you, 
You've got to accept that others uh, may hate you, so let them. Better than ha- it's better than having a weak brand. The better you are at creating a strong, clear brand position, the more likely you are to find a group of people who really don't like you. As Bill Cosby once said, I don't know the key to success, but the key to failure is trying to please everyone. Now, probably not, we were talking about this a little bit before the show, uh, probably mm-hmm. not a direct tie-in to healthcare in terms of, in the healthcare scene, you <laughs> Most organizations don't really have the luxury of being able to piss someone off (laughs) or or it's probably not in their best interest, even on legal grounds, because you just have to be, you don't, you don't have the luxury of of being able to be polarizing like that. Mm -hmm. But that said, um, the point of this article is that you need to, you need to be, you should be known for something. You should focus on something. (laughs) Have a niche. Yeah. And even, even in healthcare that, that, that still holds true. Even if you're, Mm -hmm. even if you're, it doesn't mean you got to be polarizing. It doesn't mean you need to piss people off, but you definitely should have something that you're known for um, Mm -hmm. because that's, what's going to differentiate you in the, in the industry. Mm -hmm. Um, So examples would be like a, a focus on emergency care. That, that's what you're known for. We've got right. a couple of organizations here who hang their hat on that. Right. It's all about, I mean, it is about your brand and really knowing who you are. Yeah. And I think we, you see a lot in healthcare where because you're a community resource and a destination for people in your geographical area that you want to be able to offer everything. Mm-hmm. And no matter, no matter what your issue is, you can come here. And that realistically, that's typically not the case. Right. And so trying to really, you know, understand who you are and, and what you're good at is, is key. It's like yeah. any business. And then it sets you apart from all the others who are trying to be everything. Right. Mm-hmm. And drives in the people that you need to get. Right, so. right. And, we, you know, when this, that, and that alone, that right there plays into the whole, and not that we need to go off on this tangent, but, you know, health care costs spiraling out of control. And, you know, a big a part of that is definitely every, every organization trying to be everything. And you've got, you know, when every hospital in town has got a Da Vinci robot and they can't all, you know, and there's right. by no means are they, you know, filling the, what's the term? The, the, the capacity on that thing is certainly not met. You know, if there, if there was one in town, maybe there'd be a waiting list for people to get in there. But when everybody's got one, pretty soon the thing has got a hell of a lot of downtime. Yeah. And that's, and, and now procedures are costing a lot more because of that because you still got to pay for the damn thing. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think there's a lot. There's a lot to take away from the article, even if you, even if it's not, um, you know, even if you're not thinking about how you should be pissing people off, you definitely mm-hmm. should be thinking about how to differentiate yourself. Well, and they bring up some good examples in the article of brands that do piss people off, or at least do a good job of differentiating themselves. And they are, they use the examples of Nike. Was it Vegas? That one in there, Apple. And Vegas, mm-hmm. Apple. Yeah, they give a whole slew of examples, but Vegas is a great example. Oh, yeah. Vegas is like they say in here. Vegas is clearly not for ev- everyone, right? Yeah, you know? Virgin was a, is another good example. I assume they're referring to the airline. I mean, Virgin does a bunch of stuff. They've got like a yeah, what don't phone they do? offerings and a record label, and yeah. probably referring to the airline. I'm guessing because that's that's one where it's a high end, mm-hmm. high end airline, kind of like what's the other with JetBlue is kind of like that. Um, Mercedes is definitely a good example. There's a lot of people who are like yeah. I, I will drive a Mercedes and other people are going to, you know, turn up their, they're like, whatever. Oh yeah, snob. definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Kim Kardashian and Snooki were hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> That's so true. Some people absolutely adore them. And then some people just yeah. don't That's even want to hear about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And the, the one that resonates with me is the whole Apple, Apple, I'm, yeah. I'm an Apple. I love Apple. Um, 
but and I and I'm and I'm not like an Android hater, but you know, there definitely are people who are polarized there. They love Android, yeah. hate Apple, or love Apple, hate Android. It's like, mm-hmm. come on. Yeah. They're just not trying to win everyone over. They just really don't care about yeah. that. You know? Yeah. I mean, maybe they do, but they're still... Well, it depends. You know, Apple, like if you're, if you're using Apple as an example, I mean, Google with Android, they, they you know, it's in their best interest. They, they want to be the, 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 the platform or the devices that everybody uses. That's their mm-hmm. goal. They want it. But Apple... Apple is kind of like Mercedes in that, or BMW in that yeah. they, they are all about creating a premium, premium product that is for a certain audience, and they're going to price it accordingly. Mm-hmm. Um, although their pricing is a heck of a lot more competitive than it used to be. It used to be that even, even, even I felt like I was paying more than I should for Apple products before. I don't feel so much like that anymore. Even for computers? Uh, I don't, I mean, if you look at like a, like a MacBook Air, so what about a thousand dollars starting price for the 11 inch thing? I mean, if you look at a comparable computer that has that much power, you're going to be paying about a thousand dollars. You can get a computer that's small, not that small, um, for a few hundred bucks, but man, it pales in comparison to what the, what these computers can do. Not nearly as fast. Um, screen sucks. Uh, the overall experience of using it sucks. <laughs> it just sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's definitely, um, you know, they're, they, that's one of the, they piss people off with their price. So, mm-hmm. and I think, I think again, looking at the healthcare space, I think when it comes to who you might piss off taking this approach, uh, you could look at the internal audiences, and it's going to be your potentially your physicians of an area that might not be getting the attention or right. the support for a service that you are focusing on. So if you're known for hard care and you put your energy into that, you may have uh, cancer docs who are yeah. going to say, what about us? You know, we're providing a great service to the community. And that's really the tough decision mm-hmm. and the tough discussion that takes place in a hospital. But I think if you can, if you can have those discussions and actually get past it, you're going to be better off as an organization because there's also going to be some halo effect of if you're really great, like you said, Adam, you know, at emergency care, there's going to be a certain you know feeling that this hospital's uh, good at a lot of things, not right. just emergency care. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, that's really true. Right. Yeah. And and the and the the other side of that coin is if you know if you go out there giving equal attention to every service line, you know, you're not you you're, you're potentially not going to be known for anything, and therefore, without without one thing to hang your hat on, there's nothing to leverage in that yeah. case. So. I think my I think my favorite part of the article or the best part is this paragraph towards the end that says, as counterintuitive as it may seem, the narrower you target, the broader you may catch. This is because brands that target narrow generally stand for something, while brands that target too broadly generally don't. And it goes on to talk about like traveling the the middle road and kind of doing the safe thing, which we Mm -hmm. see a lot in healthcare, and Mm -hmm. um, we talk about a lot with billboards and what else. um, Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think there are ways to maybe not go to such extremes as these brands have, but kind of to right. Robert's point, you know, to differentiate yourself a little bit or focus a little more than maybe mm-hmm. some health systems and hospitals do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't, do we have anything else? That was our last, do we have one more thing on the list? No, we'll I, think, I think that's it. All right, well, we can have a shorter show today. She's just over 20. Well, we're, at, we're, we're in the ballpark of being the right length, I think. I think <laughs> we do have one little takeaway, and that is to not forget to check out our marketing transformation self-assessment. Ah, yes. Um, On think, thinkinterval.com. Thinkinterval.com, and it's also in the show notes, too. So. Yeah. 
Very good. Right. Scope that out, people. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also you can follow us on Twitter at, at Interval Crew. Yes. If you've got feedback on the podcast, you can post that to us with hashtag AHMB. Yep. Mm-hmm. Find us on Facebook. Where else are we? Well, We're nowhere. At our website. <laughs> We're at our respective Twitter We're handles everywhere. as our well. Blog. <laughs> yeah, at the Recent yep. Pinterest blog. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's got that's been a little more alive in recent weeks now that Katie's around. <laughs> so make sure to stop by there and check that out. Um, yeah, and you can follow us at our respective Twitter handles too. So um, I'm AP Meyer, but I uh, you will find nothing at mine. So <laughs> I'm Katie Streeter at Katie Streeter. Are you on Twitter, Robert? I am. I'm, I'm like Jackie. I'm a little quiet, but it's uh, at RG Prevo. Okay. So yes, I'm out there. <laughs> Mine is at Interval Jackie. So if you want to see a tweet from maybe two years ago, you can go <laughs> <scope> it out. <laughs> nice. Nice. All right. Well, with that, let's wrap it up. So I'm Adam Meyer. Robert Prevo. Katie Streeter. Jackie Ritaco. And we will catch you next week. 